Hello and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Baseball. Um, after like a lot of off-season moves have happened, and uh, I'm here with Sam to talk about them, as well as other Major League Baseball-related stuff. It uh, is. So. I guess the biggest, most recent news is the Noah and Arenado trade, which I don't know, is that confirmed? Is it actually confirmed yet? I mean, it doesn't really make a yeah. difference. We know it's happening. I, I think it went through last night. It went through properly last night. It didn't just go through, though, is the Rockies are also paying, I think it's $50 million for the privilege of giving away their best ever player. It is quite incredible, isn't it? And, and I don't know. I mean, just look at the list of prospects. They've got back, and I don't recognise any names. I don't know, maybe some of them could be something at some point, but they're not, uh, they've not got any big names back. I mean, and they've just not got anything, really, no, have they? Like, and, and it's not, it's weird because it's like, it's the fact that he was on a big contract means that, oh, yeah, he's not, not worth anything for some reason. But if he was on a short contract, then the Cardinals don't have for not very long, whereas. When he was a free agent the other year, you would have expected well, like any team in the league would have been willing to give him that contract. Well, maybe. Um, well some of maybe. some of the rich teams would have been willing to give him the contract, I suppose. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's the kicking and the money is just like this extra gut punch on the deal as well, as it's like surely yeah. at least you're at least buying like some top level sense, prospects. It just it, it sucks. The Rockies suck. Um, they're going to be really bad again. Um, I guess that's the thing is they were they were really bad with Arenado, um, but it's not exactly like they've helped with rebuild. And you sort of feel like even if they do have prospects, they're never going to be good because they had loads of really good prospects a couple of years ago, and they just don't manage to bring any of them through. It's the case in all sports, but I think more so in baseball because of how long the journey is from when you get a young player to him being an all-star. Um, teams like the Rockies, where they don't develop, where their players just seem to get worse, like the longer they have them in their system, the less likely they are to be a good player. Uh, the opposite of the Dodgers, for instance, where they just take like me and you, and we'd be hitting like 400 far for season. I mean. It, 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 kind of, it almost makes a mockery of all the farm system stuff. We react to these trades and what people gave up and things. But it's like, so when we look at a Dodgers trade now, it's like, well, it's probably good because they did it. I mean, like, they don't do stuff wrong. And same with the Rockies is, I mean, this looks bad anyway. And then the fact that the Rockies have done it is like, yeah, it's definitely going to be bad because they only seem to do the wrong stuff. Yeah. And they're basically going to suck. They now need to trade Trevor Story, I think is the thing. Like, if, if you don't want to spend any money... Like what would be really stupid is if they now extend Trevor Story with the money they just saved, yeah. And then they have one good player again instead of Charlie Blackman's contract, and it's just and then Trevor Story will want to leave, and it's just I don't know. I mean, it would be very them, or they let him go in free agency after finishing fifth in the division. I mean, the obvious thing is to try and trade him, but that kind also, of means they're, they're probably not, not going to get anything back because no one gets anything back anymore. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, and even I, if they don't get stuff they. back, I don't think it wouldn't matter because they're a terrible, terrible organization. 
And essentially, I think the Rockies are just they're just pointless, aren't they? Is the takeaway? They they are um, in position player war projections. Only the Pirates are lower. It were, oh, so it's just a race to be who can be the worst. Yeah. The Pirates also also try to give away all their good players, aren't they? Pretty much. I mean, they've done it. Yeah, it's just so weird because these aren't, like you said, these aren't even rebuild moves that they're really making. I mean, no. they're just, yeah, it's just tanking. It's, it's just like we're just going to fold as a team. We just, we're just giving our good players away. But like they're just yeah. giving up at being a sports team. I mean, that's basically it, isn't it? I, yeah. So the, the one non-assaulting um, the Rockies comment I have on it, maybe not quite the only one, but um, is this Arenado thing, and it's also happening with Deshaun Watson, who's basically kicking up a fuss with the Houston Texans, is I feel like there's just... These are like maybe either early signs because there's been player power in the other sports before, but these are really big stars deciding where they want to go, even when they've got long contracts, which is an NBA thing in the last few years. And it seems like that's kind of leaking into the other sports because this was part of the reason they traded him as stupid as it still is. And he's right to be traded because he wants to be on a contender and that team isn't going anywhere. But he did. He basically was trying to force his way out. Like yeah. he didn't like playing there. I mean, a couple of years ago, they were in position to be a contender, start being a contender, I think. And they just messed it up. Yeah. Well, actually, if we go back a maybe it's a few off season now, but it's when they spent all of that money on a bullpen that then didn't work. Yeah. Uh, which is partly just buying relievers often doesn't really work. It's partly you suspect just the Rockies getting it wrong because other teams... Yeah, and, and also, is, you didn't feel like they were... The rest of their team was a, the complete article. Just oh, no, spending they, a stupid amount of money on a bullpen for some reason. Don't they've always got holes in their lineup, haven't they? They've always yeah. had quite a few holes in their lineup. Yeah, which should be filled in by all these, these young players they've had that seem to just never... Well, they never progress or they just don't get opportunities. Like this, bring up this, you know, like people like Ryan, Ryan McMahon, that I'm pretty sure, were just on the bench for like a couple of years. When he was in the minors, he was like a really highly rated prospect. And they just, guys like that, they just bring up and just start using them as like utility players coming in and out of the lineup all the time. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, um, he's got a 79 OPS plus in 172 Major League at-bats since his debut in 2017. Yeah, so uh, why, why did he... So for such a high-rate prospect, why, why has he only had 172 at-bats since his debut? Oh, no, the 172 was last season. Sorry, oh, so I misread last that. season. Okay. Um, but in, so in 2018, for instance, he played 91 games and 202 plate appearances. Yeah, it's like, what that, are we doing? He, that he, maths doesn't make he, sense. He was the level of prospect that is like... Yeah, you you either don't bring him up, or you bring him up and then put him in the lineup all the time, so yeah. he can develop. Um, that, that's just math that doesn't make sense, isn't it? Really, um, it, it was better in 2019, but unfortunately, he was not. Um, he had a yeah. 779 OPS, which at cause is rubbish, basically. Um, yeah, and there's there's others as well. There's quite a few. Um, 
So I'm this, Aaron, like most of the times when there's player power stuff, that I'm sure some corner of the internet there's people saying Arenado forced his way out after that contract and all this. But it's kind of their fault for sucking for so many years. Yeah. They really shouldn't have been this bad the last few couple of years. They are, but I mean, the other, other side of it is the Cardinals now for absolutely nothing just have another all-star hitter Um, so, I don't know, I mean, they should be good, shouldn't they? They're probably the favourites yeah. in the NL Central now. Uh, thanks thanks to the uh, NL West giving them all their, all like, all their best hitters. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, a Goldschmidt, Arenado, yeah. middle of the lineup, And if Matt Carpenter can get anywhere close to where... Yeah, sorry, we just had a little bit of break up as usual. And there, but yeah, you, I think you were saying Matt Car- if Mark, Matt Carpenter get back to where he used to be. I guess there's a similar thing with Goldschmidt as well because he's last couple of years he's been inconsistent, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been very streaky. Uh, just gonna have a quick look at what is which was very unlike the rest of his career, really. I mean, although last season his OPS plus, I mean, shortened season again was exactly the same as 2018 and 2017, just 142 again. Um, yeah. It was 2019 where it was a bit patchy, wasn't it? But I've... Um, I'm just going to have a look at that. Because wasn't that like he couldn't hit the ball in the first half? He was just like rubbish for the first half of the season and then was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Uh, yeah, sort of. I mean, first half, 7-6-9, second half. Eight eight six. Wasn't it? Wasn't it a game when he um, played the Giants or something? Yeah, he got like nine that? home runs in one game or something stupid. He, he just was terrible. Yeah, then played the Giants. The Giants are the biggest beneficiaries just... of this, though. I mean, yeah. Goldschmidt and Arenado have now left the NL West, which is really nice. Yeah, who we were like the only hitters that were actually better at um, Oracle than. Any other stadium? Yeah, they, they, maybe they not just, quite. This might not be quite accurate, but they destroyed Giants like pitching, there, didn't they? They really did. And that that yeah. isn't like a fandom thing. A fandom. Well, why do you always score against my team? Nonsense. I, I think that their numbers against the Giants are actually ridiculous. Um, yeah. Yeah. This Arenado trade in general, it, it's it's just it's quite cool to see a, a big star like that go to a, a better team. I think. Um, yeah, particularly. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to carry on just like bashing the Rockies, but that's are so bad. And when it's been such a string of mistakes as well, as there's not much of a feeling it's going to get better. And then you get into this like, well, you can end up like Mike Trout actually, where you've got one of the best players in the game, and he never really ends up playing in the playoffs, and that's not good for the sport, to be honest. No, that yeah, no. So I, I mean, it basically has been a shame, like, because Arenado is that. Although some people will tell you, there's too down to course field. I, I'm a big fan of him, and I think he's, he is, that really top tier, of hitters, combined with his defense as well. I mean, he is, 
he's a player that should be like a Hall of Famer. I mean, he he's obviously got a long way to go to get to that, but I mean, he's under contract for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. he's that level of player. And I mean, at least to go to a franchise that might not be quite as bad. Um, well, the Cardinals are just perennially good, aren't they? They're always, yeah. always close to winning. Not often um, great, but always good. I suppose. Yeah, there's value in that in sport in general. I think that the nature of the American sporting structure means those teams often go under the radar. Yeah, and, and almost get a bit mocked. It's like well, you, you always you always get knocked out early in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, but that's actually, I mean, being good is kind of the point of playing sport and being you know and that, having a chance of winning. Do you know what that pitching is like? The Cardinals. Yeah. Um, I what they, are they actually? I mean, are they anywhere near that? Like actually being a contender? Uh, I don't. I don't think they are. No, I don't, their pitching just isn't there, is it? It's. It's like it's. It could be okay. I mean, Mikolas was good, wasn't he? And Flaherty has been great. Uh, and they've got Kim. And it's, it's another one where you felt they could do with another starter, probably. Yeah. Uh, but they can always do that in the season. And to be honest, this this new the twenty twenty one season looks like the twenty twenty season, where there probably won't be fans, um, or many at least. And if that means front offices are still going to be under salary cutting, just like giving away players' orders, I mean we we've seen multiple starting pitches just get given away at bargain basement prices. I mean they, if their rotation's not very good in May, they might just be able to take someone. Yeah, I mean, like the Jameson Tyon thing. Yeah, and Musgrove, and then obviously at the level above that, Darvish and Snell. Like, if they're willing to pay yeah. someone's salary, which I mean, they clearly are to an extent, they might just be able to pick someone up to improve that, and then it sort of fixes the issue quite quickly. Yeah, like they've done Leonardo, basically. And there are still starters on the market as well. To be fair, they could they could still Trevor, sign one or two. Trevor's still available, isn't he? Yeah, why well, Odorizzi who? Is just like good, and it seems as often happens, he's kind of waiting for what happens with Bauer. Yeah, and we'll then he's... the team that misses out is a and nowhere near like replacement, but he's just another picture, isn't he? I think to have in your like have around the rotation. He's not someone that's going to take the next level. Um, no, absolutely. But he's just good. Um, yeah, so I mean, although like the Rockies, as we said, a lot, a lot of teams are not trying to win that much. Uh, there have actually been a few other deals for some teams that are actually trying, which is a seems like a change. So yeah, a little bit different, a little bit of a different strategy to actually try and win. Yeah, it's it's basically the new market inefficiency now is to to get good players on your team instead of giving them away for nothing. That, yeah. that is the market inefficiency of Major League Baseball is, is trying to win games. Yeah. 
Um, so we've had basically the, the main position player free agents have gone, mostly. George Spring against the Blue Jays. And um, Real Muto going back to the Phillies. And LeMahieu going back to the Yankees. Um, which they were... Were they... They were the top three hitters, really, weren't they? Uh, yeah, I mean, Azuna... Can you be yeah. a position... You're still a position player if you don't have a position? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he's, he's like uh, there, isn't he? He's like just behind that group. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a brilliant hitter, but yeah, the the lack of fielding and the DH stuff, which I guess we might come on to in a minute, uh, is making his free agency sort of not happen. Yeah. The Phillies actually do fall into that category of teams that were pretending, they were pretending they weren't going to get any players and then they eventually uh, paid Real Muto. Uh, the Blue Jays have just been like sniffing around everyone it seems like they've been linked to every yeah. player this they're, 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 they're active off. they're actually they're trying to be good although there's you feel like the um the al east is like maybe not too many teams i mean well it, i guess the orioles and the, the red sox aren't really trying but like I, you spread them around a bit some of the teams that are trying to be good be nice yeah, I mean, the Red Sox have actually, this is the low bar. I mean, they signed Kike Hernandez and Garrett Richards. And that is like trying to win games compared yeah. to quite a lot of other front offices at the moment. That puts them in like the top 10 most active teams or something stupid. Um, the Blue Jays will obviously hope they're a lot better than them. The Blue yeah, Jays are fourth in they, position player they also well, They also signed Semien, which I... Don't know. I don't know how much I like that, but it's like it's just at least they've done stuff, I suppose. Um, so they've they've basically got lots of options in the infield as an extra middle infielder. Uh, who obviously twenty nineteen he was really really good, wasn't he? One of these players that was really really good twenty nineteen, and wasn't good last year, but I was short in season. But then also before 2019 wasn't that good. So it's it's hard to know if he is actually yeah. good. Because we're now two years since he was good as well. For, for one year, yeah. So um, I don't know. But um, I mean, I think he's going to be second. So it's like they've then got, uh, you know, Bo Bichette is short, Biggio probably at third. Maybe a little bit of outfield, and they basically it feels like they've got a deep lineup now, that like of young players that could all improve, and you feel like there's a chance any of them just have a huge breakout. And George Springer is quite yeah. seriously good. Until I was writing um, stuff earlier this off season about him, I didn't realise quite how good his production was. I always had him tabbed. I think cause there's so many superstar outfielders. I always had, like, there's the, obviously Trout, different league, and then you've got Bellinger, Betts, uh, Judge, I guess, um, Yelich, and sort of Springer, like, somewhere below that. I don't know why my perception of him was there. I think it might yeah. be that he's not had any of these, like, half a season where he, like, some of the others have, where they play, like, Barry Bonds. And, and um, yeah, and then it's, like, all the all the videos everywhere. Yeah, and it's so just Springer's every article is about with them on the front, yeah. And actually, like, and it also he shares the team with Bregman and Verlander and Altuve and all of this stuff. 
and the general. I think people are just not hyping up Astros players anymore for obvious reasons. Um, but his numbers are basically like, yeah, he, he's one of like the ten best hitters all round yeah. in the game, and, and he has been for one. Yeah, he can play good centre field. Um, obviously, that will change throughout that contract. But he's like a he's a serious signing for a team that's on the up. Yeah. Though, like the Cardinals, like you said, nice lineup and everything. That rotation still needs work. No, uh, yeah, the, it's Ryu basically is the main piece who is injured a lot. Um, yeah, they they have also. I think I saw something as well. The um, I think they have still got like really good prospects. Like yeah. The latest prospects lists. They've got like, you know, they've done well basically. They've, they've like, a lot of their guys have moved up. Um, even though they've just brought through a load. So, I don't know. They. They've got some arms, haven't they? I think. I think they've yeah. got some arms. I mean, I think, which... Haven't they got the number one? Is Nate Pearson the number one uh, right-handed pitching prospect? I think. Yeah, they're going to need yeah. them though. I mean, so I'm on Roto Champ at the moment. Projected starters, Ryu, Robbie Ray, Stripling, then it's Nate Pearson, Tanner Roark, Tyler Chatwood, Stephen Matz. I mean, that's yeah. not... No, there's there's depth there, though, I guess. So all those guys have experience and have had points in their career where they've been really good. There's just a lot of them have also had points where they've been horrendous. It feels like the Angels to me, though. It's like, yeah. obviously, there's not as much money in their lineup. And the Angels approach can work out. It's just with the Angels, it doesn't. Like, we have seen rotations where there's one guy that you're sure is good and then, like, a handful that they could be good and then they all are. And suddenly you've got a team that could win, like, 95 games. But I'd... I mean, they're another team that I think is in the mix, Roderizzi, without making this a Jake Roderizzi podcast because that would be a little bit weird. Yeah. Um, you feel like they need... They need another, like, sure thing in there, don't they? Because, like, the Matt's move, what is, like, I mean, he's, you know, it's one of those things, like, there's, there's a bit of upside there. But he has also, he's been, like, there's either a, injured or really bad for quite a while. There's a lot of downside as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think just, just, like, one more sure thing in that rotation, and I quite like it. Although, um... Yeah, I mean, Odorizzi basically didn't play much last year, did he? No, I mean, I, he's more of a sure thing than most of those guys there, yeah. I suppose. The thing. And again, I, if you add Trevor Bauer to that, you yeah, change it, but I'm not any, sure. Any rotation that. at the moment, it's like, Trevor Bauer is just one of those pitches at the moment that is like, completely changes the perception of the team, doesn't it, if you sign him? Yeah, it just bumps everyone down. It's like you're just saying, Ryu is your number one guy, is a bit... A bit worrisome, and then Ryu is the second guy, and everyone gets yeah, bumped down. Yeah, and then it's like that with that lineup, and you're suddenly starting to get a bit more excited about. Yeah, they didn't they? Um, was it them that got uh, Kirby Yates on the ball? Yes, team? I think they did. I think they did. Yeah. Um, so that could be a nice, really nice move because he's. I mean, he's he's got some stuff, as they say. 
Love stuff. Yeah, he was a nice pickup. Um, I think. It's the interesting Sorry? thing with what the Jays. To go on a slightly broader point, what the Jays have done there is like they've they're clearly coming out of this like what is re a relatively short rebuild for baseball standards, uh, and they fall into this category of yeah, it could do with a pitcher. But they they were already a team that was trying to win. So like the Phillies, for instance. Their real Muto signing is kind of exciting because they pretend that they might not sign him for a while. Yeah. Uh, but they also fall into, they've got Nola and Wheeler and then they need some pitching and they've not really done anything that exciting there. Yeah. It feels like that's the difference, isn't it? That That's almost like the step between how, how serious you are about being a really good team is how deep into your rotation are you willing to invest? Yeah. Like the Nationals, when they won the World Series, I did not love the Patrick Corbin signing at the time, but it won them the World Series because they basically had three absolute monsters and then Anibal and Sanchez, like, we, we who was it, suddenly yeah. amazing. Yeah. And particularly basically, the playoffs, pay, like paying, paying serious money for the third guy. That's what they did. Yeah, and it did tip them over the edge just because, I mean, basically, in the play, they were all pitching on the pen as well. I know that's kind of unusual, yeah. but. When you've got that deeper rotation and you can just get a bit funky with it in the playoffs and in the regular season, it, it's just going to win you so many games. I mean, you were facing that Nationals team for a three-game series and you got Scherzer, Strasbourg, Corbin. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The key is as well, though, with, with pitch signings particularly, I think, is um, is the timing in like their career you get them. Is that, that Corbin one? It's like they took him off. He was coming off like a really good year, wasn't he? And yeah. it was like he, yeah, he has actually is not one off. He is actually good now. Um, but quite so often with pitches, they're good, like you know, they're all star level pitcher consistently for a few years. Then they sign somewhere, and very quickly it's like yeah, you you ended up signing them at the end of their prime, or near the end well, of their prime. Like Bumgarner potentially in Arizona. Why not potentially? I mean, that's what's happened. Yeah. Or, um, or, I mean, I guess some of it comes down to injuries, doesn't it? Not in the Giants sign Cueto a little bit. Uh, you know, he, he obviously, he was solid for years. He had one amazing year, the Giants, and then it's like, been like, injured, up and down and stuff since then. Yeah, and, and that's where it goes wrong with a lot of them. So, I, I, yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm making it just another good picture. Um, but it feels like quite, there's a few teams around the league that could have been, and there's still time. I mean, not that much time. Spring training's about a fortnight away. But for them to do, like, get why didn't you take Joe Musgrove? Like, Joe Musgrove behind Wheeler would make the Phillies look yeah. quite a bit better to me at the moment. Um, and Joe team. Musgrove on the Blue Jays. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, they're the sort of moves that maybe it's a bit crude because obviously each front office situation is very different, but that, that feels like the kind of real testing point on how serious are you about actually trying to do this like in the next year or two. And with the Phillies, to me, I wrote an article um, just after that Real Muto signing of basically, like, well, there, that's great. 
um, you've committed a lot of money to him, but you're now where you were at the end of last season and your team wasn't good enough at the end of last season. Yeah. That's um, the thing, they've not improved, have they? Yeah, so it's great that you've kept Real Muto, sort of, and it's great for the fans and everything, but I think... To Did they not... even make the expanded playoffs? No, they didn't. No. Yeah, I think they didn't. And at the moment, Real that Muto is, or not, that I is... think they might be fifth in the yeah. race. And that is abysmal with the position they were in and the, the amount of money they've spent and stuff. Yeah, so I, the Real Muto signing, because we've spent so much time slagging off owners not trying to win, that's the weird thing. Is like that is their spending, which is what the baseball media world seems to want, is they just love players getting massive contracts. But it's not just that. It's like that Real Muto signing. For now, it might change. When we finish recording this, they might have made a big trade or signed Odorizzi or whatever. Like, But for now, it risks looking like you made a PR move, not a trying-to-win-baseball games move as such. Yeah. Um, because it, it looks great and everyone's, yeah, well done, you yeah. kept Real Muto after you traded for him, but you're still not a good team. Yeah, particularly like Sixto Sanchez now starting to actually pitch for Marlins. And then you don't have Real Muto anymore. It's not a good look after not having any success, really. Yeah. With him. Yeah, absolutely. So I I, I don't want to massively criticise them. And as I keep saying, they have time to write that. But it it's a little bit underwhelming when even one of the front offices that has made one of the bigger moves... And I'm not saying they go all in. I'm, I'm Well, they already did by trading for Real Muto. But like, I'm not saying they just pay Bauer or something. Because I'm yeah. not sure that's a good idea either. But it would be nice to just see a little bit more. Because what's been so cool with the Padres is that we went like, all right, yeah, we'll trade for, well, was it Snell first? And then they trade for Darvish. And like, okay, wow. And then they got another one. Okay. Almost unnecessary, but fine. Yeah. There's a clear, there's a clear idea what they're, they're trying to win in 2021. There's, a, there's yeah. like an identity to what they're trying to do, a plan, which I feel like some other teams don't necessarily have. No, not at all. Um, yeah, the other, I guess, yeah, the team players just going back to the team they're already at. Not the most exciting, is it? At the time. No. Because it's like the, the, they haven't improved. I mean, DJ Lemay, you go back to the Yankees, it still comes up that category, but it's, he was, and he, the last couple of years at least, he has been like ridiculously good. Somehow even better since he left Coors Field. Yeah. Um, I mean, just taking him off the table for other teams is almost as big a thing. And he wasn't ever linked to anyone, was he really? don't remember much talk about the Dodgers briefly um, because uh, I, I saw something actually to go back to what we were just saying which falls under this um, just re-signing players uh, the Gregorius also re-signed with the Phillies which oh, yeah. again again to me is okay you've now got the same team as last year I guess it also comes under they made a bit more effort but it's like what well, you're just running it back with the team that wasn't good enough doesn't it um, yeah I, the Dodgers were linked to them because Justin Turner wants a contract until he's like 152 years old or something, doesn't he? Yeah. And I, I think the Dodgers started flirting with LeMahieu to see if he changes demands. That's the impression I got with that. 
people. Yeah, um, I mean, there's there is a, the whole free agent market is a lot thinner now. Anyway, there's been a lot of minor moves, aren't there? Like all the uh, the middle infielders seem to have moved all at once. Yeah, you can yeah. see how there's such a waiting game happening with this stuff, can't yeah. you? Yeah, Pedersen signed. My beloved John oh, yeah. Pedersen. But yeah, to, for a Warburg replacement, wasn't he basically for the Cubs? For less money. And he's better, probably. Yeah, well, he is. He is. Yeah. He is better. Um, I, 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 do, we, do you know if the Dodgers have actually acquired anyone? They added to their pen, didn't they? I mean, they, they usually do something. Because. Um, yeah, I mean, as I just mentioned before, actually, the, before the podcast, um, they are, they're actually have lost some of that depth and like some of the guys that are like long term, the over, like this period of dominance basically, I think, has been too part of it. With um, yeah. Pedersen and uh, Kike Hernandez, particularly, both signing elsewhere, who were basically part that, that thing, that's, that thing they've always done of. Um, platooning a lot, you know, that changed their lineup a lot, depending on the hand of the pitcher. And Pedersen and Hernandez were like key guys for that. With uh, Pedersen obviously smashing right handers, Kike smashing left handers. And um, I don't know, I just, it'd be interesting how that affects them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're going to still win the division probably. There's going to be a point where they're just they can't just pluck a player for a season, isn't there? They can't just keep plucking players to fill holes. You'd think at some stage that won't work. You hope so, as a Giants fan. Um, I just they they traded for Corey Knebel and signed Tommy Canley. The okay, Dodgers, yeah. but yeah, which are. I mean, Knebel particularly has been like wasn't good the last couple of years, was he? But before that. Was incredible. He threw about a thousand miles an hour, and it's no one, one anywhere near the ball. Yeah, it's like if they can get those guys back on track. I mean, yeah, that's just just even more weapons. They um, also have David Price because he opted out, didn't he, last season? Oh yeah, so he, he's almost a new addition. Um, yeah, I agree with you on the position player depth, um, but they do have they have some people from the farm as well, don't they? I guess. This is where, like, they've now they've got Gavin Lux up. Yeah, probably... I guess the thing. Yeah, you know, so I guess the thing as well is actually, um, whereas for a long time they had basically the outfield, they were doing a lot of a lot of platooning. They now have, I mean, Cody Bellinger is now full time centre fielder, and they have Mookie Betts, obviously. So I guess there's maybe just not as much need for that anymore. No, if you've there's got just nowhere near as many outfits. There's no really no point in platooning when he is there. So, no. so I guess the of it. I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, to, to finish, should we just should we talk about the Giants a little bit? Just because you know what we know, as they've they've done a, a little move, signing Tommy Lestella. Um, yeah, which also makes them one of the more active teams, I suspect. Tyler Stella, they got yeah. Gelsman to take his qualifying offer. 
Um, did they, they, they signed our picture, didn't they? Yeah, I can't. I can't even remember who now. Just another one of these like upside guys. I feel like. I mean, they they'll probably have ambitions of being. Um, oh, Alex Wood. Oh yeah. They'll have ambitions of, of sneaking into the playoffs if they're expanded. Uh, but it sounds like they won't be. This is another really weird thing, I think, is is how are you meant to plan as a front office if you don't even know how many playoff spots are available in the upcoming season? Yeah, I know. Which we still don't. It's just a mess. <laughs> but as it stands, we're due to have five again, which I think if you're the Giants, kind of justifies a much quieter off-season. Because uh, yeah. a traditional, as traditional as they are, a traditional wildcard berth is probably out of their reach unless they went really big. Um, and it's probably not the time for them to do that. And that goes for several other teams. Uh, but if it was the expanded playoffs, you'd have to, you'd think they're in with a shout of being considerably better than the Diamondbacks, yeah. piece, I would have thought. Although they have been linked to Trevor Bauer a bit. And Odorizzi. They've been linked to all the Yeah, I mean, if they were to get to a bow like that, it just feel like that changes things a bit of just what they could be because they they are they're basically building this sort of offense that the Dodgers used to have, you know, where Zaid used to be there, of just a lot of guys that are not big names, but like they're going to platoon a lot. And I mean, some of them have already shown like how good they can be in stretches. And Tommy Lestella just like adds to that. I think if like he's a guy that has been really good for stretches, really good um, strikeout to walk rate, like an incredible one, like last season, was it twenty nineteen? Is it? Um, which is basically what they're about these days. Um, yeah, it's it's offense by committee, isn't it? Is basically what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so so Stella and Flores and Darian Ruff and um, it actually makes it kind of hard to bring in big signings for that, doesn't it? Because it yeah. ends up where you have to revamp, you have to move everything around. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it also there's no obvious holes. Which is obviously a good thing. There's not an obvious hole where it's like, oh, we'll just bring in a big free agent for that position. Well, it's like people have spoken about. I mean, Lestella has now kind of filled that. Is your hole ends up being infielders against lefties, yeah, sort of thing, rather than we need a second baseman. Is it becomes well, everyone's versatile, so we need a guy who can play this position and can hit this hand pitcher. Yeah, like a different way of thinking about it than. Uh, just positions, isn't it? Yeah. Although as um, a fan, I would still like to see them. I would have liked to see them do, get involved in any of these trades that have happened where players seem to have moved from yeah. relatively low class, low cost. As anyone, any team really, for that could have just taken them. Um, yeah. Although I don't, I don't know. I think the Giants are basically sit, they're waiting, sitting and. Um, Going to try and bring through some of those guys they may have had to give up, aren't they? I think. Yeah, yeah, they're playing the long game. 
which again becomes more understandable if it's the smaller postseason with the yeah. Padres and the Dodgers looking so strong. Um, I'm not sure if they even have the payroll or assets or both to really make a team that could actually go against those guys this year anyway. No. Next off-season, it might be a different story because they've got they have a lot of money coming off, don't they? Oh, yeah, they've got all the money. A lot, all, basically a lot of the old guys, like the, you know, the old World Series guys are um, expiring, I think. Yeah, yeah, which will make it more interesting for them. Um, I would say we should we should talk about the uh, format for the season and stuff, but it seems yeah. to basically be we, completely unclear. Have very long, and there's not anything to say because no one knows what it is. They bet the why the players association just um, rejected the last bill, and that's basically the internet. Yeah, we're we're now pure, and so the default position is just like a normal season with no rule changes, like no universal deviation for like season normal playoffs. Which sucks if you're Nelson Cruz or Marcelo Zuna. Yeah. It really does. And I guess that, yeah, I guess maybe a lot of teams are probably waiting as well to see what would happen with that before they did anything. And if there isn't going to be a universal TH, which seems like it's not going to be, because I don't think there was any counter proposal, was there? No. Um, so it like, looks like this is the way it's going now. And, um, yeah, just a somehow a normal season when nothing else in the world is normal at the moment. Yeah, and I guess where some teams might have fans. Yeah, well, in back in the NBA they've had that, and the NFL. Yeah, well, it's twenty five thousand at the Super Bowl on Sunday. Jesus, what the and hell? Thirty thousand cutouts. What's his real people sitting with cardboard cutouts? I, I mean, it sounds like it. I guess they want it to look like there's a full crowd. That is know. quite weird, isn't it? That's going to be quite weird. You sit just sitting next to. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd like that. And you would have <laughs> had to pay a lot. I mean, too far. And not just sitting next to. You're probably sitting. You might be sitting on a row with like twenty of them. That's how, is that how they're going to make people socially distant? Well, I imagine so. Is it's doing, not you like you have a block of twenty-five thousand fans, is it? You have to spread them out. Yeah. So, so they'll just so be fans with like family, loads of cardboard cutouts between them. Twenty cutouts, family sort of thing. That is weird. Yeah, that is a feeling. The world is completely and irreparably, irreparably that, broken. That's the sort of thing in like, don't even like twenty years time. You just show build photos of that, and it'd just be so confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Which game on? was this, and why? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So. Um, I think we should end now. Yes. I think we've come to the end. We have actually come to the end. Um, we have. So, yeah, I mean, spring training starts in a few weeks, doesn't it? And then, I don't know, they'll travel Bauer and move at some point. I imagine we'll do a podcast then. Yeah, and we'll do some previews along the way. Um, yeah. And then maybe probably pick up a bit more when the season is going. In yes. A while. So yeah, um, look out for it and subscribe uh, anywhere. 
Yeah, anywhere you get your podcast, isn't that the any, line that I don't know. professionals say? Well, just any subscribe buttons you can see. Just click them. Yeah. Don't for know where they are. Podcasters and websites. Yeah. Okay, goodbye. All of those. Bye.